Welcome to Catholic Radio for Katie Anna's presentation of Cajun Catholics. Here's your host, Todd Citron. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. My Queen, my Mother, I give myself entirely to you and to show my devotion to you. I consecrate to you this day my eyes, my ears, my mouth, my heart, and my entire self without reserve. As I am your own, my good mother, guard me and defend me as your property and possession. Amen. 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 Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. You're listening to Cajun Catholics. I'm your host, Todd Citron. Excited today to have Mr. John Wilson. He is the Louisiana Division Manager and Publisher of Lake Charles Parish Neighbors. Welcome to the show, John. Thank you, Todd. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. All right. John and I just met, but uh, seemed like a really great guy. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. I was born and raised in, in Lake Charles and uh, graduated from Lagrange back in 1981. It the seems Gators. so long ago. Yep. Go Gators. And uh, I spent the 23 years in Los Angeles in the fitness industry. I was in fitness for almost 38 years when I moved to Youngsville. And when I moved to Youngsville, I was very close to opening another gym. Not that Youngsville or Lafayette needs another gym, <laughs> but it was, it's, it was my first love. And for whatever reason, I didn't, partly because COVID was just rearing its head. And I also wanted a little something for my last career in life, so mm-hmm. to speak. And I was found on ZipRecruiter by a company called Decided Excellence Catholic Media. And being a new convert to Catholicism, it seemed like it was divine intervention, <laughs> not sure. just for me not to sign a, a, a three-year lease, but to focus my attention on being a part of people's lives that didn't involve physical fitness, but spiritual fitness, if you want to add that right. in there. And I got really excited about it. And as I grew to know the company, I am immersed in the culture every single day, and I'm I'm my peers are of the same ilk, if you would, that we, we start each of our national sales meetings with a prayer. We end with a prayer. And it's the rigor of being a Catholic that I fell in love with, the rituals, the traditions, and the fact that for every one person that joins the Catholic Church right now, six people are leaving. Mm-hmm. And the mission of this company is to evangelize and to get into the homes on the kitchen tables for families that might have left, that might not feel really ready to go back yet, and put the Word of God back into their lives so that when they feel up to it, they have all the information. They have the parish directory. They have calendar events. They have all the information for a number of church parishes in their magazines. And for one person to go back to the church uh, would be incredible for us. And we're working right on 80 magazines now nationwide, so we're a fairly new company, but it's taken off and very excited to be a part of it. You and I are kind of in the same profession in that regard because, you know, with the radio show, um, I pray a rosary every day. And, and, and the one that, that really gets me as it pertains to this show is the proclamation of the kingdom. And when I when I pray that mystery, I believe it's on Thursdays, is I always, you know, pray for – I think the grace of that is spreading the good news, spreading Absolutely. the good news. And, and that's what you're doing, and, and that's – I think you're – that's that's our mystery, that one, in, in our endeavor. And I have so many things that come to mind. But tell me, I know you spent a lot of time in, in is it Los Angeles, There's right? Long, uh, yeah, and, uh, Pasadena. How, how does that work for a Cajun guy? Uh, I didn't have an accent until I moved out there. And then when I moved to Lafayette, <laughs> I didn't have an accent either. Because it, it, my, I, I laugh about this because I heard a comedian, Jen Kober, say, 
you know, the only issue that people in Lake Charles may have is that they can't admit there's much East Texas as they are South Louisiana. <laughs> and the Cadian culture, my wife is born, was born and raised in Opelousas. She said, you're going to be amazed at the difference in the culture in such a short distance. And right. I thought, how could that be? Because I didn't spend a lot of time in Lafayette. I remember I went to the filling station, I think, once Good went place. back in the, in the 80s. And, uh, but I never had been immersed in it. And, and I tell you, it, I'll never leave. Yeah, it, it's, it's God's country and Truly. just all of South Louisiana. And you're right, how Lake Charles and Lafayette, there, there are definitely some differences there. But but strong Catholic. Absolutely. And, uh, well, okay, so tell us how your faith, uh, it looks like, I didn't know the Holy Spirit was on ZipRecruiter, but apparently he is. <laughs> and uh, so so knowing that God's tugging on you, you know, you were you were sharing a story with me in my office. I want you to share that with our audience about about you know how that tug came for you. Oh, I would love yeah. to. I was uh, I had I had CrossFit in Lake Charles, and it was CrossFit Lafitte, and a very good friend uh, that had been CrossFit with me for a while came up to me and asked me to consider something and to not answer him after he asked me, but to pray about it. And he asked me to come to an axe retreat. And I still remember the look on his face when I said, I don't need to pray about it. I've been praying about it for the last eight months. And I ended up going, and so many things lined up. One, the education that I got by being around a group of men that were really focused on their faith and spreading the good news. And it was my first reconciliation. And I was the guy. So there were 36 men at the time. It was before COVID. And I was the guy that was sitting in the chair and people would say, you mind if I go next? Oh, no, sure. Go ahead. Oh, no, sure. Go ahead. So there was two of us left. And this gentleman, he was in his 70s. He said, he goes, son, can I, can I go next? I am, I'm just tired because we were getting upwards of, you know, 10, 1030 at night. And I said, absolutely. And I was thinking seriously about just kind of slinking off and, and going back to the room because I didn't really know what was going on in the Catholic faith. As, but I was just learning and I was intrigued and I, I, I told myself I was going to stay. So he took about 10 steps when that door opened to the right and the door opened to the left literally within five seconds. So he would have gone there, I would have gone to the other one. But when I went in and sat down, the priest was someone that I'd known since I was in first grade, wow. Father Keith Pellerin. And I sat, his back was to me, my back was to him. And as soon as we spoke, he turned around and went, John? I turned around and went, Keith? And we talked for 45 minutes. Now, when we came out, we had a few frowns because everybody was waiting on us to finish. And all he did was smile and tap me on the back and said, it's his first time. <laughs> so he kind of pawned it off on that. But it was, it was the immersion of that. We started every day with rosary praying. And, and starting to learn about the Catholic faith. And being in it and learning about it is very different than being taught in a classroom or listening to it on, you know, Formed or any of the other great apps that are out there. And everything started to click. And I asked Keith after the, uh, the, the retreat, I said, and it, it's, it's, it's kind of hard. I mean, there's a rigor to it. You've, to stay in it, not just... And I, I, I've learned uh, phrases that I wasn't aware of, a C&E Catholic. I didn't know what that was, Christmas and Easter, right? Okay. Well, my wife was a cradle Catholic. And I said, I, I've never been to church, but it seems rigorous. Like, you can go to church every day. There's options for that. You, you know, say the rosary every day. That's, that's the goal. And I said, am I always going to do something hard? And, you know, as, as great priests do, he just smiled at me and looked at him and said, probably. <laughs> and like, that wasn't what I wanted to hear. I, I wanted you to go, no, it gets easier. Right. And, it, and it doesn't. And it's, but the beauty of it is it's, it's so vast and so strong, but ultimately so true. And my life has never worked better. My life has never been more satisfying, gratifying, or fulfilled. And 
I love being a part of people's lives when I had fitness in it because I could facilitate a change mm-hmm. in their physical. And after 38 years, I can do anything with your body. And I would tell my clients, I can do anything with the body you want. Gain muscle, lose muscle, gain fat, lose fat, whatever you want to do. Performance, go faster, go slower, go longer, whatever. But being a part of people in this realm in their lives means so much more than their physical bodies because learning of that eternal life versus the worldly life. And for many, look, many years in California, the goal was I want to do what I want when I want and with who I want. I lived... 15 minutes from the foothills of Sierra Madre Mountains in Pasadena and 45 minutes from Santa Monica Beach. So from, you know, 25 to 45, 25 to 35 especially, it was a ball. We had a blast, but I had no eye on the kingdom. I had no eye on the eternal truths that were in front of me that I chose to ignore. And I heard one line, uh, one of our uh, regional managers, a man named Adam Husing, and he's fantastic. All of the the leadership went to uh, Franciscan University in Steubenville. And he said, doing what you want, when you want, with who you want, isn't freedom. It leads to vice. And all I could think of was that rang so true, that true freedom, true authentic freedom, is directly connected to the discipline that it takes to maintain, I don't want to say a sacramental Catholic, but to be able to receive the sacraments and to do the things necessary to be in good standing with the church, but not just the church, with Jesus. To be in a state of sanctifying grace. Yes. Yes. Very well. Much much more well said than what I Well, <laughs> that's my old Curcio kit 101 kicking I in. I love it. I love it. Yeah. And, you know, it's it, it has its challenges like any endeavor, but the the thing that gets me through, you know, 45, 55, 60, maybe 75 calls in a day and being hung up on, because the most people when they answer the phone i'm just a sales guy yeah and i'm truly trying to put the word of god along with the network of local businesses in people's homes on their kitchen tables and bringing them back to that magazine three four five six times a month we have gospel features we have you know things that do that that facilitate that so it's it's a hyper targeted market in a, a vertical niche and the vertical niche is the catholic community you and I are kindred spirits because we're both in the sales business, and uh, and I think this endeavor of our faith is also wrapped around that. And and I and I like to exercise, and it's a big part of my life. And I've found that a lot of spirituality in exercising, and 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 I guess I don't know what I found first. I guess the spiritual part first, and for me the physical later. For for you, it seems like just the opposite, mm-hmm. you know. But tell us how they are related. I know they are, but I bet you can articulate that better than I can. Well. You know? My, my life works better. And it, it's not that it didn't work before, but it didn't work as good as it is now, and I didn't really understand what that meant. But the self-discipline, the discipline around praying in the morning, starting my day, instead of turning the TV on listening to the news, I call it my magic hour. And I listen to Bishop Barron, I listen to Dr. Brent Petrie, I listen to any number of people that we have access to with these apps. And it starts my day with the presence of God. And it's, it's my prayer time it's my get my head right time to to stay connected to the task at hand which is spread the gospel and there was a line in a prayer that said and in my moments of fear what will i proclaim if not the good news in those my moments of hesitation if not me who will proclaim the good news and if not the good news what will i proclaim and i started to look at my life and my past life and what i was proclaiming had everything to do with the, the worldly life, 
the physicality to look los angeles is a very visual culture Mm -hmm. so it was you know i can't tell you how many people that i had that were from the the uh beverly hills bel air area and they they would hire me and in two weeks they wanted to fit into a thirty thousand dollar gown and they needed to lose 30 pounds and Mm -hmm. it was just like it's it just doesn't work like that but that idea and i gained i don't know maybe 25 pounds during covid so i say i I got over my vanity But I think it comes from the exertion, the self-discipline, the having to reach down in yourself and find those times when maybe six felt like it was enough, but you did 12 anyway. Mm-hmm. And one of the reasons CrossFit had such an explosion of, uh, I mean, at one point there was a CrossFit being open somewhere in the world every two hours and 30 minutes. And it was because of the community and the fact that when you do something difficult together, it creates a bond. It's no different than the military. It's no different than the fraternity. It's no different than anything that has rigor around it. And going through it together brings you closer to each other. Well, the rigor of Catholicism not only brings us closer to each other, but it brings us closer to God. Mm. And I think that element for me has been the most satisfying and that the rich culture of the company. I mean, we start every, every, every national sales call with the Consecration Prayer of Mary. We end it with our Father and the glory be. And that just doesn't happen in our world today. No. And I think the more that we can do it, the more that we can live as a light, the brighter the light, the farther it shines. So how are we evangelizing every day when we just show up? When I show up to a networking meeting, do, people, do I leave people feeling better and maybe even questioning something about the faith because I, I'm, I'm, I'm portraying it, I pray every day, and I talk about it. And I never did that before because it was, you know, business was business and religion was something that you you had to be careful about. And I'm unapologetically Catholic now. I love it. As a Uh, convert. Want to shout out to Anna Olivier for putting us two together. And you just already just, uh, I'm I'm loving listening to you. Can't wait to hear this back um, because you've said some very profound things. Want to remind our listeners, you're listening to John Wilson. Uh, He is the Louisiana division manager and publisher for Lake Charles Parish Neighbors, which is a a Catholic magazine, which also has a pilot here in Lafayette. Yes. The heart of parish, the heart of Lafayette Parish Neighbors is the magazine for Lafayette. Yet. How would someone get get the magazine? Uh, they don't ask for it. We start off, we buy a list, mm-hmm. and it is a hyper-targeted list. So it's families, it's all single-family residences in Lafayette. The houses start at uh, $250,000 value in Lake Charles, two twenty-five, And that's simply so because as we grow, we add zip codes. And once the magazine is flourishing, we start to add the the lower valued houses we don't want to exclude anybody but we also want to make it beneficial for the ad sponsors for them to have a a market that can utilize their services so by creating and embedding our community in these businesses worlds they create a respected brand even more so than they may already have he brought me a copy, and I'm looking through it, and some of the advertisers, and I see Taylor Davis at Northwestern Mutual, who was a previous guest and the best man in my wedding. Oh, wonderful. So, yeah, we have some, we're running in some same circles Yes, there. absolutely. So I'm inspired by your faith, and uh, and I tell you, for, for me, and you've heard the term holy exhaustion. Yes. You know, and that's that's kind of how I feel when I go to Reds, and, and uh, I'm pushing hard, and, and, and I'm praying. Like, for me, like, uh, the amazing thing about exercising, and I don't know if it, I'm obviously not unique to red laurels but maybe unique to south louisiana there's a lot of praying going on when 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 exercise is taking place certainly for myself and 
I'll share this with you. This is a funny story. I I lost my rosary at Red's and in my pocket and and i went to the lost and found and they had a box when i'm telling you the size of this office and uh and it w- there was must have been at least a hundred rosaries in there <laughs> and i'm like well i guess mine's in there somewhere maybe but uh it's amazing how much the strong catholic faith and and the exercise in here and and, and i can tell you it reads is extraordinary well you know it's, it's funny because praying before i became catholic and praying after i became catholic when i was exercising was two very different things one was Please, God, let me get through this. And the next one after that is, please, Lord, let me be a, a, a beacon to people who I come in. Please let my life be an example of what living a Christ life like is. And I tell you, the one thing that I've noticed around Lafayette, there are so many happy people. Mm-hmm. And it's, I believe, directly connected to them living a godly life because I, once we're born, we've left God, and we live our whole life trying to fill that void of what God is for us. And we do it with worldly things, but that's not it until we find yes. the way to keep God in our life through, you know, throughout the days as we live through our lives. And it's 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 been the biggest blessing. And you know, I, I credit my wife to so much of it because she was born and raised Catholic, and her grandparents were amazing examples. You know, to see her grandfather at 88 down on his knees every night before he went to bed, and unfortunately mm-hmm. they both passed. But they were all they were all you know married in Opelousas Catholic church and it was just an amazing family still is but their the the faith culture is fantastic and you know you said something about reds you can tell about the company by the culture of that company and i loved going on when i was doing some research about red himself because i i dabbled in bodybuilding and powerlifting in my younger days and he of course was an icon down here along with i'm sure you were familiar with boyer co back in the day mm-hmm. he was a professional bodybuilder from lake charles but the culture of Red Laurels, you can tell, is amazing simply because when you look at the, our team or the about on his website, there's nobody that has been with him less than 25 years. Mm-hmm. I mean, marketing director, 37 years, you know right, what I mean? Right. And it's like Peter Drucker said, culture eats strategy for breakfast. So if you have these great business strategies, fantastic. But if the culture doesn't back up fulfilling on them, it, it's, it's pretty much just words. Yeah. So tell me about um, John 6 in particular, like as a convert Catholic, I'm curious, uh, hard to accept that Jesus is truly present in the body and blood for you? You know, that was the thing that I did not know when I was kneeling. Well, so my wife and I were in, in church, Queen of Heaven, Our Lady Queen of Heaven in Lake Charles. My son was eight at the time. My daughter wasn't born yet. And it was communion. And I, I have I've had four knee surgeries, so my knees bother me sometimes. And I... I was looking around, I saw some of the little old men, they kind of scoot their haunches back onto the pew to take the weight off their knees. And then I felt this searing heat <laughs> on the left side of my face. And I looked and my wife's kind of giving me the side eye. And I thought, well, I wonder what that was. And no sooner had I had that thought than I heard my eight-year-old say, well, dad's not kneeling, why should I, mom? Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, there it is. So we went home that night and I questioned her. I said, I, said, I, I get that you're upset with me, but I don't really know why. I don't communion for us in a non-denominational protestant church was we walked up got a little wafer took a little sip of grape juice and went back to our seat and that was it it didn't mean anything but yes i absolutely believe christ is present with us in the eucharist when that tabernacle is open and she my wife asked me she said well john let me ask you if jesus appeared to you would you take the weight off your little knees (laughs) (laughs) 
she's to the point. <laughs> yeah. God, dog. And I said, no, I'd probably lay prostrate and, you know, not feel like I should even look at him right. because I'm not worthy. And the, the idea that we as people are so unworthy of the grace that we get from Jesus, it, it drives me every day to try to be a better person. It drives me every day to try to be a, uh, a conduit because I believe when I'm judged, when it's all said and done, they're not going to count the amount of pounds I help people lose. They may look at how many people I help bring to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And that's what my the second half of my life is committed to. Yeah, for me, John, after Curcio, um, the Mass was never the same. And I always used to, as a cradle Catholic, you know, want to hear a good homily and hopefully mm-hmm. there's some good readings. And, you know, but then after Curcio, for me, like to understand about the, the real presence. It was at the point of consecration, and that whole that whole part of the mass, the ending part, was became very special to me, and um, and it changed everything. Everything changed for me on that, in a, in a beautiful way. You know that that is that that is nothing but good stuff. I'm so excited for your children, and that you know I wish that I had your 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 faith and vigor and zeal at the, at the age my kids were when they were younger you mentioned you have some young ones mm-hmm. and what how blessed are they you know to have you at this point in your life uh, well i can only look at my own life and think what it would have been like had my parents known what i know now mm-hmm. and look the idea that there is this i the, a, a, a concept called cardinal virtues that i can run virtually anything that pops up in my life through that gives me a very clear answer remember i was driven by i want i want to do what i want when i want and with who i want it had nothing to do with prudence it had nothing to do with temperance it had nothing to do with humility in a lot of times especially being in los angeles and bodybuilding and the whole physical culture and I, my 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 wish my hope my prayer is that my children take what they're getting through watching my wife and I for the rest of their life. And I, I do know that there's a lot of people that I've spoken to that said when they have that base, there's a great chance that they may leave, but there's a greater chance that they'll come back once oh, they yeah. see what's out there that's not. And I, I have to say one of the biggest things in our culture today is having God taking out of all the places that I believe they should be in. Mm-hmm. And that that's what our country was founded on i don't care how the times change i believe god is timeless and the understanding that the church hasn't changed in forever and people have issues with you know things that the pope may say that their bishop may do or that of course yeah of course i had a gentleman tell me ah it's a bunch of hypocrites i went well they're they're human beings and the church is made for hypocrites and sinners it's like not going to the gym because there's fat people there. It's ridiculous. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it doesn't make sense to me. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm, I'm not committed. I'm convicted to the concept of spreading the good news and spreading the gospel. And when I do, and to answer real quick, because I know we're kind of getting close, how it affects our world in fitness. If I wake up a little hungry, if I do a few extra sets, if I leave a little more on the floor, all of those sacrifices make it, I believe, closer to God because I'm not satiated. I don't want to just sit down and that that sloth, that idea of gluttony and and being fulfilled by all these worldly things. It keeps me edgy and it keeps me, I believe, at the top of my game instead of taking me out of these pockets because I had way too much to eat. I went back for that third portion or I sat down and ate a half gallon ice cream or things that 
I think everybody's done it at some point in their life. Absolutely. But it's not fulfilling, and it's not fulfilling on, I believe, the simplest reason why we're here, which is to proclaim the good news. Because it doesn't matter how much money I make, it doesn't matter what my degrees are, it doesn't matter what school or what family I grew up in, we all have the ability to praise God. Yeah, I don't believe in coincidences, and uh, today we happen to be taping on 316, and uh, <laughs> you know, that's my oh, number, 16 that. is it. my number, and the Holy Spirit's certainly in this booth and alive and well today. So tell me, I'm curious, because I like to fast often, and I'm mm-hmm. fasting for Lent, but how fasting, as it pertains to exercising mm-hmm. and physical fitness and, and spirituality, what's your take on fasting? So I I, I knew, uh, I know a guy named Rob Wolf who was uh, uh one of the leaders and studied under the gentleman who really wrote the first book on paleo i'm very familiar with keto and intermittent fasting is the broadest brushstroke of success across the widest range of people when they do intermittent fasting it can change their bodies so quickly because it's it's always going to be calories in calories out Mm -hmm. but it it expands that time where you're hungry and i believe you should always wake up hungry if you're not waking up hungry you're eating too much and that allows us to increase that that window that we don't bring in calories and you know i was telling my wife yeah i'm I'm gonna intermittent fast and she's like but you're putting heavy cream in your coffee i'm like dang it i just can't do black coffee yet and I'm, I'm 58 years old. You think I could, but my parents ruined me. They, they, they drank it out of a percolator. Right. And I, I asked for some when I was a young man, and I was like, oh, how can y'all drink that? Of course, they gave me coffee milk after that with, you know, a little bit of coffee in my milk and a whole lot of sugar. And it's, uh, it's funny, but it's the sacrifice. It's yeah. that idea of, you know what? I want to be edgy. I, want, I don't ever want to feel like I just want to stop. Yeah. And it increases, it increases your energy. It increases your production. It increases your focus. It increases all the things that we really do deserve throughout the day by giving up a little something. And really, it's nothing to give up. Okay, so tell me then, because you seem to be definitely an expert on the subject, is how would you recommend a Catholic fast? At how, how, how should they fast? You know, the, the water will take the hunger away. So if, if somebody's fasting... And look, there. I know. I know people who do one day fast, three day fast. I, I know some guys that do five and seven. I'm a forty day guy. Wow. Yeah, I know. But I eat after five. That's what my deal is. I mm-hmm. just don't eat anything anything until after five, and I do it, you know, for forty days at a time. Love it. Love yeah. it. I don't. Is that not healthy for? And I'm. And the thing is, I want to ask you is, I'm. I'm working out all this time. Sure. Is that, Absolutely. Is that bad? No. As long as you're taking in enough carbohydrates to fuel your you know your your commitment on the physical side Mm -hmm. because you need carbs i don't think you should cut carbs out Mm -hmm. you know there's a lot of there's a great uh program on netflix called game changers and it talks about how a a plant-based diet is incredibly healthy compared to the paleo which is really designed for people that have you know some health issues Okay. All right. Just a minute left on the show. Just been a real blessing to have John on the show. Um, what are, what are people going to see in the magazine that they're going to like? Well, I'm a big Bishop Barron fan. I, I, I tell you, he he has a way of of stating things, and his perspective on on biblical verses has changed my views so much because of the perspective that he brings to the table. And I think. The, the, the faith content they're going to open it because we do a parishioner feature every month so they'll see a family that they're probably aware of from their church if they don't know them they're curious so they open and, and read the parishioner feature and then 
you know, I would like to say that people get it and go straight to the faith content, but that's not the world we live in today. For some, it is, of course, but it's 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 ever changing. It is legitimate Catholic faith, and it's not fringe, and it's it's not. Uh, any new age stuff, and I think that's the one thing that they'll like the most is Old that it's... school news in black and white. Yep. I love it. So thank you so much, John, for being on the show. You're a blessing to our community, and it's been a pleasure to meet you. You've been listening to Cajun Catholics with John Wilson, and again, uh, we always uh, in, in, uh, challenge you to engage the Cajun Catholic in you. Thanks for being on the show. God bless Thanks you. Thanks for having me. Amen.